0: This message is made available by the partners and friends of Breakthrough Miracle Life. Catch a live broadcast every Wednesday and Sunday on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and on internet radio at mixlr.com forward slash B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-U. So this is my Bible. I am, it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I'm going to be taught the word of God, the life-changing, life-transforming word of God, and my life will not be the same again. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, tell your neighbor, peace. Peace in the midst of the storm hallelujah tell them again peace in the midst of the storm hallelujah let's start with john 14 hallelujah verse 26 but the comforter which is the holy spirit Whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace, I live with you. My peace, I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away, and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father. For my Father is greater than I. Hallelujah. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, ye may believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, and hath nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. These are Jesus' you know final words, he's beginning to speak to his disciples before before his crucifixion and other things that are to happen. And the first thing he tells them the comforter. And it's very clear, he says, Which is the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. This is important because, you see, um, Muhammad is born 500 years later. And uh, he comes and then he says, No, 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 no. You see, even Isa said he will send another one. And he said, I am that one. You know, that's why Muslims argue that we missed it. Because Muhammad was supposed to be the one he was supposed to send. Of course, here is the problem. Number one, if he was supposed to send Muhammad, he sent him 500 because these guys were ready. So if the people he was telling hmm, had already been dead 500 years, by the time the one he's supposed to send to them comes, we would start wondering what's wrong with God's timing and understanding. But no, he also says, something, it's something very interesting. He says, the comforter whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So, the first thing the Comforter does is to teach. See, when we hear the Comforter, immediately we think, Comfort. How does He comfort us by teaching us? Hallelujah. Because some of us think comforting is someone holding you on or giving you a hug. And they tell you, All mm, things, it's going to be well, it's okay. He says, the comforter, what will he do? He will teach you all things. It's in the teaching that you get comfort. It's in the teaching because it's in the teaching that you understand the plans of God. You understand the purposes of God. You understand the path upon which he is. And then you gain confidence because now you know that your future is secure from the teaching of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He will teach you all things. But how does the comforter teach? Hallelujah. Because some people, when they read this, they immediately imagine that, oh, that means I don't need anyone to teach me. The Holy Ghost will teach me. But you see, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is teaching, isn't it? The Holy Spirit works through human beings. No one has ever had a cloud enter here and then it begins booming in a loud voice and teaching. No? The Holy Spirit works through human beings. Even when Christ ascended, it says, and he gave gift unto men. And among the gifts he gave was apostles, evangelists, pastors, prophets, you know, teachers. I haven't saved them in order. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Yeah, it should be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But the idea, notice, pastors and teachers. What do pastors and teachers do? They teach. Hallelujah. So again, that's still the Holy Spirit working in them. One of the things we need to understand and must grasp and fully get is that the Holy Spirit is the central actor when it comes to the church age. Hallelujah. Because Jesus assures them that he is going. And when he tells them he is going, he says, if you understood this, you would rejoice. Because I am going to my father and my father is greater than me. That is what he says. Ha shaka tariribosaka. He says, I'm going to my father and he's greater. Why? Because he says, the father is the one who will send the spirit. Hallelujah. In fact, he goes on to tell them that it is better for you that I go. Because if I don't go, he won't come. The Holy Spirit is the central actor, the central figure in the church. But what you see, the reason we sometimes miss the fact that the Holy Spirit is the central actor is because of this. Jesus said this about the nature of the Holy Spirit. He says, he shall not speak of himself. He shall not speak of himself. Instead, he says, he shall take of what is mine. And do what? Reveal it unto you. Hallelujah. So, the Holy Spirit, when he comes... He reveals Jesus to us. But the problem is sometimes in the process of him revealing Jesus to us, we, don't, we miss the one who is revealing. We miss the one who is revealing, yet he is the one who is given to us. In fact, let me tell you something really controversial. The Bible says God is spirit. Isn't that? God is Spirit and we understand the scriptures tell us that jesus is made of the same substance as god that's what the scripture says it says jesus being made of the same substance did not consider equality with god something to be grasped same substance what is that substance spirit so the holy spirit is literally god himself here on earth he's he's the acting power of God because when we, in the beginning what the spirit is hovering upon the waters it is through the action of the spirit that everything in creation actually happens Christ is the word that is spoken but the actioning power is of the Holy Ghost that's why he says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you so there is no way to have power without the Holy Ghost. That's why you see, even Jesus could not start his ministry until the Holy Ghost came upon him. It's after the baptism, and the clouds have opened, and God speaks, says, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove upon him. And now we see, Jesus led of the Spirit into the wilderness. And then jesus returning in the power of the spirit after his 40 days of fasting and prayer all of it is about the holy ghost the holy ghost when we understand this it changes everything because he says after he tells them what the spirit will do notice what he says peace i live with you peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So that means it is you who decides whether to let your heart be troubled or to be afraid. Because it says, let not. Who is he telling? You. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be afraid. Why is he telling just this? Notice what he goes on to say below here. He says, I will, I will not say much after this, because the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. So, because the prince of the world was coming, who is Lucifer, who is Satan? He's saying, you need to be at peace and not be afraid. The, the prince of this world cometh. He has nothing in me, yeah? But I have given you my peace so we need to know the prince of this world is here he's present he's doing his stuff everywhere around us that's why we are seeing covid covid everywhere you know and it is easy to be afraid and to get troubled because they'll come and tell you the cases are multiplying then here you can hear gunshots you know And then you hear now there's gunshots and trouble all over Kampala. People are running one end to the other. People, there's bloodshed. Things are happening. And it is easy to let that news trouble your heart. It's easy to become afraid. Because you begin to think so many things. You begin to think, what's going to happen to me? Because the truth of the matter is, you know that if the city is in turmoil, that also affects your earning. It does. No wonder the Bible tells us to pray for the peace of where we stay, Of the land in which we are. Because in its prosperity is our prosperity. But at the same time, the thing we've got to understand is this. Our peace, he says, not as the world gives it. This is how the world gives peace. The world gives peace by changing the circumstances around you. Amen. When they say we signed a peace deal... What happens? The guns go silent. Yeah? Things happen externally, and then people say, now there is peace. Jesus is saying, I'm giving you my peace, not as the world gives it. Because what Jesus does, is he gives you peace, even when the storm is still raging around you. You look around you, and things don't seem like they are right. Everything seems like it's still a mess. But you are at peace, and nobody can understand it. In fact, you will see that when Jesus is dealing with the disciples and they're in the storm and he's sleeping Hmm? and they wake him up, Master, Master, don't you care that we perish? What does he rebuke? Their little faith. Why? Because he's telling them, you were with me. If I am sleeping, you should be able to sleep also. Yeah? He's saying, if I am sleeping, hmm, you should be able to sleep also. Because you should know that even if I am asleep, there is no way the sea can take its master down. There is no way the sea can decide to drown its own master. It's impossible. The prince of this world might shake the seas he may you know try to create some kind of storm but ultimately the sea cannot sink its own master it's impossible so when he rebukes their unbelief and then you know he stands up and calms the winds but when he does that he's just doing it for them but ideally what he's telling them is you should have been calm even when the storm was raging you should have been relaxed I mean, you think about it. A second time when they're rowing and the winds are going against them, he comes walking on the waters. Now, think about it this way. The storms were raging. So, you know, sometimes when we picture Jesus walking on the waters, we picture them being calm. But remember, it says they were struggling against the wind and the waves. So there's waves raging and Jesus is just walking through them calmly calmly i mean that means he's not it's not like glass that doesn't mean the the water is like glass and then you know it's some calm thing and he's just walking on it like that no it means it's railing around him splashing and doing all these things and he's just walking and says he made to pass by them then they cried out why would he make as if to pass by them perhaps because he was very sure that they are under him. They are under his covering. There is no way the storm can take them down as long as they remain under his covering. Yeah. And you know, sometimes we can have that thing. You're like, <laughs> and he's saying, My child, be at peace. That's why all right, and he says, Kingdom of God is not what? Food and drink. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So all these three things are inside the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. That's why when he says, says, a comforter I am sending, then he says, I give you my peace. How? Through that same comforter. That the Holy Spirit should bring this reassurance in your heart. God has me. No matter what's going on around me, God has me. He has me in his hand. In the book of Revelation, you see something interesting. He says, and he has seven stars in his hand. It says, and these seven stars are the angels of the seven churches or the messengers or the pastors. Because agelos means a messenger. The Greek word agelos used there for angels actually means a messenger or a sent one. He has them in His hand. The thing I've always seen when I see that is, if Christ has them in His hand, no one can take them out of His hand. No one can take you out of the hand of Christ when He has you. So, in this time, and I'm telling you, the thing we've got to realize, child of God, is this. Christ Himself said, the Prince of this world is coming, and He has nothing in me. So what I want us to realize is this things will inevitably get worse. Yes. I know some people want us to preach. Peace, peace. But we don't want to be like the prophets in Jeremiah's time. But here was the assurance even in Jeremiah's time. He said, you know, the ones who would trust in the word that he had spoken, even when they would end up elsewhere, they would prosper there. Tell them, go, build houses, plant vineyards, pray for the peace of the land. He's basically saying, look, no matter what's happening, things may not even work the way you were expecting them to work. Because you see, sometimes we have our comfort zone. We want to remain in Jerusalem. But God has said, "Mm -mm, Jerusalem is to be conquered. But what matters is not Jerusalem and the buildings. Jerusalem is more than the buildings. It's the people inside it. Hallelujah. The church is more than a building. The church is you. And it is you who he is concerned about. It is you who is his primary concern. He's telling you, trust me. No matter what happens. No matter how the storm seems to rage this way and this way. I have you. All things work together for good. To them that love Jesus and are called according to his purpose. Which means no matter what happens around, he will turn it around for your good. And this is the place where God wants us to dwell. Hallelujah. He wants us to dwell in this place where we are confident every single time. Whatever is happening, you know, I may not understand the storm, but I know one thing. The one within me is greater than the storm. That's why he repeats, he says, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. It's not you who is greater, but the one who dwells in you is greater. And because he is greater, you can be at peace knowing he has you. No matter what happens. This is the place God wants us to come to. Because sometimes we want happiness instead of joy. Happiness depends on happenings. You see, Americans have what they call the pursuit of happiness. That is a very futile pursuit. You know why? Because I've seen it. I live there. They're always pursuing the next thing. A bigger house, a newer car, a newer big TV screen, all these things... You see people changing tvs you see then before they had these tvs with the big bucks at the end you know then they moved to lcds then they moved to leds now there's this whole there's a new whole technology i've even forgotten what it's called you know they are, now there's amoled then there's some other one that's coming as well and you can end up when every you know now black friday is coming in america you guys have, have no idea people here are just copying what they don't know Over there, the night before Black Friday, people even get tents and they pitch in the parking lot and sleep in tents, waiting for the store to open in the morning Hmm? to get deals. And usually the deals have been posted online, so they know already in advance that the TV that was costing $2,000 has been cut to $300. That's how big those deals are on Black Friday. Crazy discounts on things, you know. So, people, now remember it's already winter. Yeah? So, it is cold. It is very cold. People come and pitch tents in cold weather, freezing weather. Hmm? Wear thick jackets and everything. And then, the moment the doors open, you know, people think Western world, Mubambi, they're organized, they have queues. Man, people elbow each other, they kick. They are just starting. And then, when they finally get through the door, they literally run to the shelf where the TV is. You see people lifting TVs and fighting, some even pulling from the other one. And I admit. <laughs> it is shocking when you see it. <laughs> uh, my pastor was telling me a story. So he had gone to visit visiting preacher. He's been hosted by this big-name pastor. And, you know, he preaches for him that Sunday. And then they, you know, they have Thanksgiving. You know, he had it with them. Then he's in his hotel watching the news about Black Friday. Yeah? And people fighting. Only to see the preacher who hosted him. He was among the ones elbowing and kicking people to enter the... (laughs) To enter the store. (laughs) You see, that's how you can be you can be born again and be taken by the world. But there's there's a challenge to us. It says my peace, I give you his peace is not about things because I have seen people they tell you when I get that one because here is the problem they lose their peace from the time they want that object. The moment you start wanting it. You lose your peace every time you see it. Wow, that thing, that thing takes my heart. But that thing. You think about it, you dream about it, it steals your peace, you can't rest because all you think about is that TV or that car, or whatever it is. Then, you know, when you get it, after a short while, you'll be amazed. Some of you, I pray God brings you to America just so that eh, your hearts will settle again. Because you will get there, and then you will find all these things they've bought sitting in their garages. American garages are very interesting. They are full of stuff. You find bicycles they bought and rode for one week. You find TVs that they bought, and then they realized eh, it's cluttering the room, then they put it in the garage. But meanwhile, they elbowed other people over it. I watch people... Elbowing each other to get the latest iPhone on the day it comes out. As if it would be any different if you wait one month. But the enemy is trying to destroy us by lying to us. Because if he can convince us we need these things, and then still attach our peace and our joy to these things, then he's got us. Because then whenever he wants to steal our peace, he just needs to disorganize these things. And you lose your peace entirely. But God is saying, Jesus is saying, I'm giving you my peace, not as the world gives it. Why? Because it flows from the inside. This is what Paul describes and he says, I have learned to abound and to abase. I have learned to be content. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, it's a journey getting to contentment. It's a real journey. But it is a worthwhile journey. It is a worthwhile journey journey there are things if i was to look and measure someone would think you know i show up here and i am just as content here as i am in the united states but you know what in terms of worldly things my home the other side is far more comfortable than this one yeah by far by far I am in the same state of joy because those things mean nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm grateful to God for them. I'm grateful for His promise. I am thankful for it. But those things don't change my state of being. I am as content and as happy with Him with or without them. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's why sometimes I even find it hard to give testimonies about certain things. You're like, okay, I mean, it's good. I'm happy I have it, but even if I didn't, I would still be okay. Because you know sometimes that's why our testimonies have changed. In fact, the devil has so corrupted our mindsets that our, I, we even rank testimonies. We have big testimonies and small testimonies. When someone comes and says, praise the Lord, I thank God because I have health, I have life, and, you know, I have not gotten sick. Amen. Because we were waiting for them to say, praise the Lord. Yesterday, someone called me from London, and they said they had 10,000 pounds for me, and they wired it. 10,000 pounds can't do anything for you if you can't breathe. There are people with hundreds of thousands of pounds who are on ventilators struggling to catch the next breath. They They would give up those hundreds of thousands of pounds to be able to take a breath without needing a machine. But what the enemy does is deceive us. Change our value system to his value system. And that's what the world does to us as well. Change our value system so that we start valuing things the way the world does. We start getting peace the way the world gets it instead of the way God gives it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I don't know what's happening today. Today the sound has had interesting issues. But this is it is very, very, very critical to us, that our value system will be informed by God. Let it be informed by the word. So he says, I'm giving you peace, not as the world gives it. Why? Because my value system must be that I am content as long as I know I am squarely right there in the middle of the will of God. When what brings me joy is to know that he's looking at me in heaven and just smiling and saying, there is my son, there is my daughter. Just looks at you and says, I am so happy with you. You make me so happy and that's enough for you. When you want to understand how futile this stuff is, think about it this way. Today most of you live more comfortably than the emperors of Rome in Jesus' day look at them it is the truth man I can assure you emperor Nero would have been delighted to sleep on a mattress made of foam because theirs were made of feathers the technology hadn't been you know created to enjoy eh? who here has ever slept on a mattress uh-huh. You know how uncomfortable those mattresses are? Hmm? Now, those days, it was the rich who had them. Yeah, that's what they had in their palaces A cotton mattress. Today, if you have a cotton one, you're broke. Do you see how it shows you the futility of this world? Because by then, if there were people who were, saying, if I could just have a cotton mattress. Today, we are like, hmm, cotton mattress? You see the problem? The enemy bringing you fleeting stuff and taking your eyes off the real prize. Because the real prize is the inner transformation, the inner contentment, the inner peace. You will admire people and you look at them and you want to be like them and you have no clue. You look at them and you have no clue that they wish they could be at, as peaceful as you are, as contented as you are. Hallelujah. Yes. And we have raised discontentment and turned it into a virtue, because many times what we call faith is actually discontentment. Yes. Okay. I am believing God. I am believing God. You are actually not in faith. <laughs> you are not in faith. You are just in coveting. I, I have great faith. I am believing God for a big mansion. Hmm? By the lake side. Hmm? Then you get it. Eh? Then these bullet insects just turn your life miserable. <laughs> Now, you start spraying, putting nets in the in the doors and everything, because the lake flies have become a problem. You can't even enjoy. Hmm? You, you used to visualize and imagine how you would sit in your compound by the lake and enjoy, until you got there and you realize the lake flies just cannot allow you to have a good time. But the enemy, meanwhile, the whole time he kept you thinking, if you just get that one, you are sorted. It's finished for life. Ah. Then you get it. Then you realize that I want more now. Then you get that one too. Then you want more. Then you get that one too. And then you want more. God wants us to be at peace. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at John 16. Verse 33 it says, these things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. It says, you shall have tribulation, but be what? Of good cheer. I have overcome the world. But when you look at Jesus' life, it did not look like he had overcome it, did it? I mean, they were go- when he's saying this stuff, he was going to be arrested and tried and killed. It did not look like the overcoming we think of. Because our level, our understanding of overcoming would have been for him to raise an army and take over. You say, ha, he took over. But he says, I have overcome the world. Which means, that what sometimes what we call overcoming is far from what the scripture says is overcoming. You overcome when you get to the place when the world means nothing to you and cannot move you. No matter what's happening, you're at peace. Things go wrong and you smile because you know all things are working together for your good. You may not be able to align it properly, but you just know there is one who has aligned it. Your job is just to follow his footsteps. People run around chasing after prophets for that, for that reason. Because they want someone to tell them it's going to be alright. The word already told you it's going to be alright. You don't need someone to repeat to you what the word is already saying to you. He says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. says, I have spoken these things to you that in me... You may have peace." So you have the peace by being in Christ. He's, i have spoken these things. He tells them, the time is coming, you shall be scattered, this and this is going on. He says, but I'm telling you these things so that in me you may have peace. Saying, look, there are things coming, but I'm telling you in advance so that you're relaxed in me. You know, oh, he already told us about this stuff, but he already also assured us of the end result. The end result is already assured. That's why when you get to Acts, and you see Paul and Silas, and they are beaten, and they are placed in jail, and their feet are in stocks and they are singing. They are praising. Loudly. They are are full of joy. Because these external things mean nothing to them. When you get to that place, is when those kinds of miracles start to happen. As they are singing and praising, God shakes the prison's foundations. You know what I find amazing? To shake foundations is one thing. I can even understand prison doors opening because you've shaken it. Yeah, because you can shake something until even the lock slides out of there and it opens. You can even shake it so that the feet that are in stocks, the stocks break. But how do you explain how chains fall off? What kind of shaking can make chains fall off? There is something God did with their praise. That their praise began to resonate at a frequency that even causes the, the, the iron in there to, to vibrate and break. He added something spiritual to what they were doing that causes a vibration. Hmm? <laughs> it causes a vibration at the quantum level. And the chains break. They fall off. And they are so peaceful. Even after they fall off, the guy is just relaxing in the jail. The jailer comes thinking, Ha, they have escaped. We are in trouble. He oh, Don't worry. We are all still here. He's not even in a hurry to run from the prison. Why? Because for him, he has this eyesight of, uh, even here I'm on assignment. Even in jail, I'm on assignment. And sure enough, he leads the jailer to Christ. He was on divine assignment right there in jail. Peace in the midst of the storm. When you are at the place of peace, you come to that place and things begin to happen for you. Without you straining. Because you are at the place of peace, the place of assurance. I know God has this. I just need to let him have his way. He's got me. He's got me in the palm of his hand. And he will not let me go. That's why I had to sing that song. The God of the mountain is still the God in the valley. The God of the good times is still God even in the bad times. He has not changed. It doesn't matter what has happened. He is still God. He is still got you. And He wants you to come to the place where... In the jail and outside of the jail, you are still in praise, you are still in worship, you are still at peace, you are unmoved. When there is dinner and there is no dinner, you are still happy. (laughs) Some people all they have to do is skip a meal and you can tell. The peace is gone. There is there's that place where he's saying, come to this place where you are just at peace. Circumstances don't move you. Let me tell you, when you come to the place of peace, you will stop having fights with people. Because their words will just flow over you. And go. If I am at peace, if I know who I am in Jesus... I know that he said I am his best. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He loves me. He has filled me. I have the most precious thing God can ever give. The Holy Spirit is dwelling within me. The fullness of the Godhead is in me. i my friend. The very wisdom of God dwells within me. I will look at you and just feel sorry for you. You don't know any better. I'll be like Jesus. Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. Sometimes the reason you're having all these battles and you want God, my friend, you have no need. When you are with God, they don't move you. This type of haters, 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 huh? haters. Huh? We, even, we even want to speak it with accents. You're haters. Huh? Hey. Hmm? I have seen people. It's hmm? <laughs> very interesting during the COVID period. This one guy posts in a, in a marriage group and he says, I need help people. You know, with this COVID thing, I've been cohabiting with this woman for this long, but and what? But now with this COVID thing, I was thinking, you know, we have an opportunity to have a simple wedding. And, and all and all, and said, "Ha, she has refused. She has said she has many enemies. They must see her." <laughs> anyway, the gentleman, for him, is saying, "Look, Zinossent is as there's it now, here is an opportunity to do something simple. It's like, mm mm. So, all of your decision making is now based on. Do you know the most interesting thing? Almost most of us here, that's what steals our peace. Friends' opinions, family's opinions they look at you go rudeo baganda bo bunna bafumbiddwa go badechi ha and your peace goes mokama wonzi giheke kiswaro i do not know scripture tuulina m joshua this day have i rolled the reproach away Lord you are rolling my reproach. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. you have no reproach. there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who live not according to the flesh but according to the spirit. You are in Christ. you are complete in him. these are the things. Eh? Ah, let him be your qualification. hallelujah. Let him be your everything. You look at him and you're like, as long as I am in Christ, I am complete. Amen. I can stand tall. I can hold my head high. Because I have Christ. He lives in me. He that has overcome the world dwells within me by faith. Amen. And I have confidence, therefore. I am at peace. When we operate from the place of peace, it's a different thing altogether operating from the place of peace changes the way you do everything. Because from the place of peace, I don't have to stress about my next someone. I just have to come and trust that he's going to give me what to say. I'm at the place of peace. I don't need to be I just need to do what he told me to do. I need to do it excellently, yes. But I'm doing it excellently unto him. I'm not looking at anyone's opinions. You know, the place of peace can almost make you look stupid. Because people will be running around and you seem unmoved. It's not that you don't care. You care. But you, have, you also have confidence in God. You're like, I have done what I can do. The rest is in God's hands. And he has it. He will make everything work together for good. And then you let him have his way. I have done what I am meant to do. That's it. Once I know I have done what I am meant to do. And I have left everything else in God's hands. Then I don't need to worry about it when I know I have put it in God's hands. I need to have peace. I need to go to bed and sleep. People can't sleep for anxiety. About tomorrow. But which of you, by worrying, can add one day to your life? Actually, you might reduce your life by one day. You'll be amazed. These days, the most common causes of sickness in people, depression and stress. Depression and stress. People get completely depressed. They even get mentally disturbed. People get so stressed, their blood pressure is up in the the heavens. All of it, is a lack of peace when you have the peace of god god will deliver you from high blood pressure because you'll be at peace you know god has it i don't need to worry about it he's got this you can't be depressed when you are, when you have the peace of god what would you be depressed about all things are working together for your good Whichever way it it works out, it's working for good. I'm relaxed in you, Lord, you've got this. And you just say, Lord, you have this. I don't know how, but you have it. And I'm just going to relax and let you have your way. No wonder Paul keeps emphasizing, and the peace of God that surpasses understanding, that it will fill your hearts and minds. Do you see that? He wants your heart and your mind to be filled with the peace of God that surpasses understanding. And he brings it at the end of the epistle. It is like the summary. Here, the summary of all the teaching is to bring you to the place where the peace of God fills your heart and your mind. The summary of teaching you about faith. is what you have the peace of God. You're like, as long as I believe him and I trust him, he'll make this happen. Do you know that lack of peace is lack of faith? Because if you truly trust and believe that God answers prayer, then, when, then why would you be worrying? Why would you lose your peace over something you already prayed about? I prayed. I believed. I put it unto God. That's it. Now, I have got to wait on Him patiently. And start praising Him. And start thanking Him. Because I am assured. I am in confidence. that He has this. He has me. I have no worries. I have no fears. Jesus has me. Peace in the midst of the storm. We need this peace. If there is anything we need. We need peace righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost that is the kingdom of god and notice so many times we are looking for the kingdom externally but jesus said this the kingdom of god does not come by observation they will not say here it is there it is he said the kingdom of god is within you The kingdom dwells inside you, child of God. The kingdom is within you. What's that? Righteousness. And sometimes we teach righteousness and teach righteousness and teach righteousness. And we don't teach enough about peace. When you know that you are righteous, that you are in right standing with God, the next thing that should follow is peace. Why? Because if I'm in right standing with God, that means when I pray, He hears if I'm in right standing with God, that means He is watching to perform His word concerning my life. If I'm in right standing with God, I don't need to worry about tomorrow. Because He has my tomorrow. I pray that here in Breakthrough, some of you will begin to get miracles when you're not even when you don't even know. Chidatote Ged Day. You wake up one day and you realize, Hey, that miracle also happened. You know how you can wake up and you realize, I had back pain. I don't even know the day it went. But it just somehow went one day. For you, you were at peace. You were busy worshiping. You were busy praising. You were busy going on about the business of God and all. And somewhere along the way, He took it and you never even realized. You just continued smoothly on the path with Jesus.